morning, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday Morning Encouragement. My name is Vinny. I'm here with Brian today. So good to have you all with us this morning. We're missing our uh, fearless leaders uh, today. They abandoned us. Uh, yeah. They abandoned us. I feel like, you know, I feel a little sad about it, actually. I might need a little encouragement today. Do you need a, a tissue pick or me something? Up. No, I'll just drink my coffee. We'll okay. be fine. We'll be all right. But we miss them. <laughs> guys, we love you. I know you guys are busy um, doing some great things. And uh, so, yeah, we're here. and uh, Doing some great things, doing some exciting things they're doing. Yes, I mean, they, they are. They're getting rest. They are. They're, they're getting some much-needed rest. Yeah, together. Yes. Which is great because, I mean, with Lance being gone for the past you know, ten, weeks. 10 weeks, you know, and not being together, it's great for them to... Yeah, and then we had, we would like, and here's the thing, we went, like, so we went right into conference, right, when he came back. Right. So there was, like, really no uh, rest for them. Uh, so, uh, I mean, no. he came back and went right back into the kitchen. <laughs> he did, <laughs> and right back into the studio. Yeah. No, no joke, like, recording a bunch of episodes and things like that. But, uh, hey, we're back. We're here. Uh, uh, it's Tuesday, and it is right after conference, right? So right. I thought, like... It's been a good conference, mm-hmm. right? And so for those of you that don't, uh, don't go to our church, we just had a conference, and uh, it was really, really good. And uh, what I thought we could talk about today is how many times you come off of like a spiritual high, yeah. right, or a, or a mountaintop experience, right. right? And then there are other times where you're deep into the, to the wilderness, right? Yeah. Like in uh, the Sea of Dry Bones, basically. Like, you know, like there's those, there's so many times when you're in this weird space, right? And in different seasons of life. And I thought we could talk about like the mountaintop versus the, uh, the, the wilderness. Good. Yeah. So we're going to need stories. We're going to have some, <laughs> some time. And I don't know what you're dealing with this week, but I know for us, we've been on like a little mountaintop experience. So like things have been super, super highly spiritual, right, at right. The, at, in our lives. And like Not just... Not only at church, though. I mean... Like right, in our lives, he, yeah. But even here in the, you know, at Culture Architects, I mean, the, the highs of building new sets, right. right? The highs of seeing what the potential could be and what the potential is. And just seeing what's going to come out of it, yeah. you know, from our podcasts, you know, to our Tuesday Morning Encouragement, to our Speak Life, to what's coming up possibly in a month, you know. That was like a sneaky? Yeah, that was a little that, sneaky. That was sneaky Jesus <laughs> right <there>. sneaky Jesus. <laughs> like, what's coming up in a month? Uh, yeah, so it's like, it, it's times like these, though. You're like, we're, we're in this space, right? Yeah. But other people might be in a different space. Right. And it's, and it's interesting when you're living one way and you see others living another, right? And for, for me, I find it like super, because we've been in both places, right? right. Yeah. Like, so... Uh, you know, I think back to some some mountaintop moments of our lives, right? So a couple of years ago, when we first, uh, yeah, Lance is like, "What's coming in a month?" Hey, Lance. <laughs> hey, Dean's good to see you. Uh, so I think about like a, a few a, a few years ago, we were in this mountaintop moment. We had like left everything mm-hmm. <laughs> in Florida, right? Which you would think that was a uh, that was there were some great mountaintop moments there, right? But in the season we were in, closing it out, it was a very much of a of a wilderness, and then we move here, and we hit a, a mountaintop for an extended amount of time, right. where God was just showing up everywhere, yeah. and like not just our finances, but in our lives and things like that. And it was like such a high, 
right? Like such a moment. Like, I mean, there was money coming out of everywhere. Like, it was like the craziest time of our lives. Yeah. Like we were able to buy this house that I still don't know how we can afford. Like just crazy things. Right. And like I look at a few years before that, right? So you go from that mountaintop, but you have to remember the wilderness, mm -hmm. right? A few years before that, right, we had first adopted our girls, right? So there's six of us right? Living in an RV in Florida, right? right? And like basically homeless, right? Uh, we don't say we were homeless, but like you, because we had, we had a roof over our head. We, right. and, and what's crazy about that season, we never looked at it as a, as a wilderness season, right. Yeah. right? Even though it was kind of financially a wilderness season, but in other areas, it was one of the best seasons of our lives because we learned so much from that season, yeah. Right. And, and I think that's what you've got to take out of each season. Right. Whether you're you're in that wilderness, whether you're on the mountaintop, there's something to learn in each in each moment. You yeah. know, I mean, when we moved from Massachusetts to Florida, we thought we were going to a mountaintop. We were, <laughs> we were in a wilderness season for right. so long. We're like, oh, well, we're going to Florida. The mountaintop is going to be there. Like, our family were, thought we were absolutely insane. Like, we're leaving Massachusetts with minimal money, like, basically enough to get to Florida and pay for a hotel for a week. Yeah. Like, that's all we had. And my family's like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You're moving down there with a, almost a newborn. And Peyton, who was only a few years old, had a job but didn't have a place to live. And I'm like... We're going because God told us to. Right. Like, and we're thinking, we're going into a mountaintop experience, not knowing that the mountaintop wasn't going to happen for another six months to a year for the point of us having to actually live in a hotel for four months. You know, two children being stuck in a hotel with my wife for four months while I'm working 12 to 13 hours a day. Um, my wife had grace beyond grace to put up with kids in a hotel room for four months. I mean, Lance came back from his time away and said, I don't know how people do it for a few weeks. I said, yeah, my wife did it with my family for four months right. in a hotel room. I mean, so you went from, <laughs> you went from one valley, one set of lenses of a valley to a different set of lenses right. in a different state and saying, okay, did we miss something? But then we found God there, and God spoke to us, and things started to happen. Right, right, right. And we made relationships, and things came out of it, and we're like, we're coming out of the valley. And we started coming out of the valley, coming out of the valley, and then God told us again to move. Right. And we came here, and we're like, okay, are we going back to another <laughs> valley? Like, did we hit the peak of the mountain already? And we come here, and it's just been an upward climb ever since. Right of God's faithfulness financially um, going from, you know, a hotel. And it's just going from a hotel to an apartment to now living in a house. And it's like the mountaintop just continued, the climb continued to go. Right. And it's like you see God's faithfulness through it, and you're like, well, but you remember the valley. Oh, you, got, you, you gotta remember. You, you have gotta to remember, remember it. it yes. Because in the valley is where growth happens. Right. In the valley is where change takes place. Yeah. Because... When you were talking, my th the thought popped in my head, 
and I might not be exactly biblically accurate, but I feel like Moses didn't get to the mountaintop to speak to God. God spoke to him first in the valley before he got to the mountaintop mm-hmm. to say, come to the top of the right. mountain. He meet said, with me. meet yeah. with me. But he didn't talk to him in the valley. You know, just when he got to the mountaintop, he started in the valley. Right. Yeah, and it, it, like, it's when they first see God too, right? They're, right. All, they're all having their wilderness experience, and God shows up on the mountain, yeah. right? And then you, and they, they're seeing God move, right? right? But here's the thing. God was moving in, in there every day, right. right? And so many times, like, we get in this season, like, and, and we, can kind of, we can kind of talk through that Moses season too, right, as you, as you brought that up. And you think about, like, here are these people that were, were slaves, right. right? So they were in, in a wilderness season, yep. right? So they, you think they, they're going to come out of that, that season of slavery, mm-hmm. right, um, and go into this mountaintop moment, right? Well, well they it came out right up. Initially, the first steps out were excitement. Yes. I mean, they were thrilled, excited, singing praises, all excited, singing the praises of Moses, right. you know? But three steps later, they were cursing. What happens? They're cursing. Right. What, what happens? They're like, well, how did we get here, right? right. Now we're in the... De- and, here, and here they start, uh, you know, making golden calves and things. And it's like, God's like, what is going on? Right. You know, why are you forgetting where I took you from? Mm-hmm. And now you're on your own. You're not slaves anymore. Right. Right. You might be in this season of wandering for a moment, but the promise is right here. And the then, fact that their lenses were wrong. Right. They, they were on a mountaintop. Right. Because they were out of slavery. Yeah. But their mountaintop lenses were skewed. That's good. Because they thought that, well, because it's not the way I pictured it, it can't be a mountaintop. Right. Because it's, I'm not sitting as a king and a queen, this can't be the mountaintop. So good, so good. But what their problem was, their lenses were fogged over, right. and they weren't seeing, well, I was in slavery, yeah. and I had a master telling me when I had to get up, what I had to do, where I had to oof, go, what, what I needed to do, instead of being in a land where I could make those things. All right. I had to do, and provision was provided. It's good. Every day, manna, fresh yeah. manna, fresh food, and right. all they had to do was collect enough for that day. Right. But they were so caught up in... Well, I'm not sitting as a king. No one is serving me. Right. It's good. I, I think about, like, and what other people see, right? Yeah. Like, you think about, like, when we were in that season of living in an RV, right? Other people's perception of us mm-hmm. was they are the worst. Right. Right? They, like, their lives are terrible. Mm-hmm. Their lives are so awful. Like, like how broke are they? Right. Um, what's going on in there? Like, why are they living in an RV? They have these new kids. Like, all this stuff that people are, like, just we're super negative, mm-hmm. right? And, like, I mean, literally, we were in a church that we, we got some really negative things, yeah. like, that happened to us. And it was like, man... Um, for us, we were on a mountaintop, though. Like, right. like even like when we were living in that season, like people would call it the wilderness, and I'm like referencing it as a wilderness only because of other people's perception yeah. of it as a wilderness, right? Because we were living in it, and our eyes were on what God was doing in that mm-hmm. season. Like it got us to a place where we were a family unit connected together, right? right? There was no separation. Mm-hmm. There was no um, like, 
there was it's crazy. There was no arguing in an RV right. of you know eight eight people living in an RV. Like it was like this is a this was a moment of connection for us, right? And people were looking at as oh you guys are di- terrible parents. You're disconnected. Blah 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 blah. And it was like hold up. Like because experientially they couldn't see what you were seeing. Right. They weren't experiencing the stuff but we were. Theoretically and through theory, they're like this can't work. Right. This shouldn't work. But experientially, you guys are like, do you understand the relationships that are being built? Right. The long-lasting things that are happening in here, the healing, the, so good. the, the time spent together, the relationships, the, the community. Right. And when you think about, like, the Israelites, right, they were coming from a slavery mindset, mm-hmm. right, going into a, a, the promised land. What would have happened had they entered the promised land in that mindset, right? right. It would have been a, a complete... It would I think have been a land of spoil instead of a land of promise. Right. And it, like, it, it, they weren't ready for the promise of God, right. right? And then you can see them walk this out as a process, yeah. right, to where, you know... And, and I, I, it's the stories of like the generation that didn't get to get into the promised land, including right. Moses, because of the, their actual... Um, they, they, they couldn't trust God. Right. Right. They couldn't trust God for what was to come. Right. Right. And uh, and they asked to, you know, die in the desert and they got what they wanted. Yeah. Which is terrible. Right. So we, we oftentimes when you're in a wilderness season, be careful what you pray for. Yeah. Right. Be careful what you pray for, because when they were in that season in the in the wilderness, they said, oh, if we would just die in the desert. It's in scripture. I can't remember the passage, but that's 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 verbatim. Yeah. Right. Oh, that, oh, that we would have died here or stayed there. Right. Mm-hmm. God did both. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Most of them died. Right. right. And they and they died as slaves, slaves to self. Right. Yeah. Like imagine, like so. Be careful what you're praying when you're in those seasons. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm God. Yeah. We, 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 we love you. We, we like you. Got to revere him. And, so out uh, of that valley season, we'll call it okay, or wilderness season yep. for you in the RV. What was your greatest memory, or what was the thing that you said this God did this in that season? Um, so greatest memory is literally, um, family meals on uh, outside every night, Mm -hmm. like on a, a a picnic table, you know, fires every night. Um, it it was just a time of like, I was working a bunch, Mm -hmm. but I was home enough that we enjoyed like this season of like, it was just cool to be around, you know? And, uh, the, the, the connectivity that was gained in that that season was was crazy because it was a small and small environment, mm-hmm. you know. And now, like you look at, okay, people think like, oh, you got this this house and all this space and blah blah blah. There's no connectivity now, right? Right? Like mm-hmm. you think like it's going to be this amazing thing, but every kid is in their room, you know. Mm-hmm. They have their own room now, right. and they have their own space, whereas our living room right now was the size of our RV. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they're all in their bedrooms, whatever. You walk around the house, it's like a ghost town right? Like compared to what the RV. And it's like, you know, my perspective of things is, man, <laughs> bring us back. You know, like, let's, yeah. let's get in a tighter environment again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's amazing how you can see, like, the, the memory of that time. That's what I wish we still had was that, right. you know? Yeah. So, 
So for I me, almost got emotional there, Brian. Yeah, what are you no, doing I, to me? Man. Smart. <laughs> um, the part that I saw was, um, and that I experienced was, it taught my wife and I to rely on each other yeah. instead of family. That's good. Because we were so uh, reliant on our family, our first few years of marriage, not like, you know, them coming and making us meals and them doing it. Not like right, that. Right. But we were so reliant on those relationships that we couldn't build anything out of it. Right? We weren't able to because we didn't know how to. Mm. So once we got thrown out of that and moved to Florida, living in a hotel, not knowing anyone but you and Crystal, um, and live, living somewhere where we didn't know anyone, it gave us that opportunity right. to, to see where we were in our marriage, you know, see mm-hmm. how strong our marriage really was, but to also see how do you build a relationship with someone you've never met. Right. We didn't know how to do that mm-hmm. because we, had ne- we didn't have to worry about that. Every church we had attended up until this point, even since I was a child, we knew 90% of the people in the church. Right, right. We had relationship. But when you go to a new place like we did and you experience that and you're like, this is a really terrible situation. Like we're living in... We don't know anyone. We don't know what to do. We don't even know where to go to grocery shopping. We don't know what's around here to do. It threw us into this, you have to talk to people. Right. You have to build relationship with people. And it created that bond between my wife and I, but also created that this is how you need to communicate with people. This is how you grow. This mm-hmm. is how you develop into an adult. Yeah, and I mean, I remember that. Uh, I walked that season out with you a little yeah. bit. So I, I remember the conversations before you moved um, as to, like, that, man, we just we feel like it's time for us to, to move and, and get away and, and, and start afresh. And to see where God took it was like, man, that was, it was like, on my side, I'm like, why? I don't understand what's going on, right? And I'm like, God, what are, what are you trying to do in this season for them? Right. And now looking at it like you what you learned. Right. Like I look back and I'm like, but here's what happened in that season. You ended up finding places I never even knew about because you guys were going on drives and you guys were doing all these well, things. We had to get out right? of right? yeah. the I'm, like, I'm like, dude, you're like, you're like, hey, have you been to this place? And I'm like, no. Like, what are you talking about? I've been there for 15 years, like 14 years at yeah. that point. Right. And you know, I'm, you're like, no. I'm like, no, I've never been over there. And he's like, oh, you got to try this. You got to go here. You got to go. I'm like. Okay, and so then we ended up like doing family things together and stuff, and it was like a, a it was it was cool to see like you guys were venturing out right and learning all this yeah, new no stuff. Choice. It was right? either that or look at a ten by ten <laughs> wall, <coughs> cooking all of our food in a microwave so for awful. four months. So awful, <laughs> so awful. But what? So what was your biggest takeaway from that? Like, for real? Like, what was your? I mean, it was just it was growth it was spiritual growth you know um for <laughs> us you know uh we would i would come back super late at night yeah. i would leave super early i would leave probably uh like nine in the morning and i wouldn't get back my family was asleep so i didn't have family time you know and when we left so i'm even gonna go beyond that when we left florida that's what i was craving right like because i had that in new england you know, I was working two jobs, but I still had family life. Right. 
in Florida, I had no family life, you know? I had no family time. I, had, I never saw my kids. The only time I saw them was on Sundays. Sundays, right. Because I was constantly working. I was working 70 hours a week um, and even more during the holiday season. And I was like, Lord, what is this time? And it was time for my wife to have that time just with the kids to grow and, and bring them up. But it was also time for me to learn that that time in Massachusetts, it was to say you, did, you wanted the money more than you wanted the family time. Mm. You know, and that's what I got out of it was you. I went to Florida to run after the money, you know, to, yep. to the position, the money. And I wasn't running it there for that, but that's what it became, you know, was the money, the money, the money, the hours, the position. And then when God took all that away at the end of our time in Florida and I lost my job there, um, it was like, I'm taking you back to family time. I'm like, Lord, but there's no money. Right. He said, right, but you're happier Yeah. when there's no money. Yeah, that's good. I look back at that and, like, in, the, in, in each season, right, it's like, uh, and we, we kind of talked about this last night a little bit uh, in different reference. Uh, you'll get the reference in a second. But, like, great is his faithfulness, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. great is his faithfulness. When you look at... Uh, where where you were and in each season, yeah. right? He's still faithful in right. in every season. When you were at the hotel, I remember stories of of just money just flowing in out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and things getting provided for you like yeah. constantly. I, mean, I had a I had an unsaved uncle who sent us thousands of dollars <laughs> to get us out. Right. I'm like. You know we lived here for months. Yep. Like we've at that point we had lived there three months. And even before we even left, the day we we're moving out, he's there. He had already because we had set up. We were goofy. We thought, oh, God's gonna provide. We set up a GoFundMe. God's gonna provide through a GoFundMe to fund us for going to Florida. <laughs> yeah, we got no money out of that. Um, <laughs> and but my uncle had given us money. Right. Right. Not saved. But we told him, we're moving to Florida because God told us to. The day we moved, he comes up to me, hands me another $300. Right. Which was what we needed for our gas to get down there. What we needed for our uh, hotel expenses, for right. food for the drive. And I'm like, this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. No. No clue. No clue. what He, he has no idea what he's doing. But he's just, he's just canning over cash. And then three months later... He sends us three thousand dollars. Said, "Get your family out of there. Go move in somewhere. I'm paying your first, last security." Bam. And we're just like, "Where, where was this?" And they said, "Just pay me back when you can, right?" And this whole time that that when we get in there, we're moved in, we're settled in, and I'm like, "I gotta pay him back. I gotta pay him back." He's probably like so concerned about. It. He's probably like, "Why, you know, why isn't he paying me back? Why isn't he paying me back?" I finally pay him back two years later. Right. And he's like, "Oh, I'd forgotten all about it." Whereas I'm sitting there so worried and concerned <laughs> about it, he's like, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, gone. And I'm just like, the things that we worry about, right. no one else is worried about. Right. And even though we're not talking about the valley, it's still part of my valley experience of I'm worried. Right, but God comes it. through, right? And God provided. I he, mean, look at Ed and Carol, of an older couple in the church from Four Corners. How many times did they come to our hotel and 
give us food, pay our hotel for a week mm-hmm. or two. You know, um, the hotel manager was a person at the church. Right. And they cut us an amazing, ridiculous deal to even be there. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's even though it was a valley, God was still showing up. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even in the midst of... And that's where, like, the Israelites missed it. Yeah. Right? When you talk about the story of Moses, right? It's like they missed all these moments where God was faithful. Yeah. Right? He's providing them the, the cloud by day, the fire by night, providing them manna every yeah. day. He's providing, he's providing, he's providing, yeah. and they're complaining, complaining, complaining. And, like... So whether you're in that wilderness season or that mountaintop experience, it, don't forget God, right. right? And I think that's what happens with most people, right, is they're going to they look at and be like, well, God isn't in this. Right. Oh, no, he is. He's been faithful through it, right? And sometimes it's hard for us to see in that moment yeah. um, God moving, right? Because, you know, we weren't in the wilderness. It was probably, it's probably tough. It's probably hot. You know, it's probably all that, you know. Right. And, like, they had just come from being well-fed mm-hmm. but working hard, right? But they had water, but they had all those things. And, and it was like, no, you're just going to be in the desert, mm-hmm. traveling to where you're supposed to go and wandering and wondering. And, you know, what happens is when we get into a place of wander and wonder, right, that's when we lose our conception of who God is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, you see that with a lot of people deconstructing their faith. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wander and wonder. And uh, what happens is you tend to miss out on what, all that God has done for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you forget those mountaintop moments. You forget those wilderness moments where God showed up um, <laughs> with, with people you didn't even know. Right. right? And, you're, and those are the things that you remember today. And, and it, for all those that are watching, remember when you have those... Uh, mountaintop and wilderness experiences build an altar of remembrance mm. so that when you are in the valley or those though you remember the mountaintop and when you're in the mountaintop you remember the valley right you remember <coughs> those good. experiences in both places build altars of remembrance because when you're on a mountaintop everything looks great right, right. Mm-hmm. you can see as far <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had a conference. The uh, what, Kevin, what Kevin Leal says, uh, "See as far, uh, how far can you see?" Right. Um, but it's when you're on the mountaintop, nothing can hinder you. Right. Nothing can stop you. You're invincible. You're like a superhero. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can touch you. But when you're in the valley, nothing can seem to go right. Right. But it, the best part is when you're on the mountaintop, you forget what God did for you in the valley. Exactly. You forget it. And it's like, and he keeps saying, do you forget? Have you forgotten what I did? Okay, let's go back into another valley so I can remind you of what I did. And then you're down there like, well, why am I down here? Well, because you forgot the previous valley. You forgot. You forgot what I did. You forgot the promises. You forgot the faithfulness. You forgot what I spoke to you about. So I need to bring you back there so that you're not constantly living on this valley, I mean, in this mountaintop of, oh, nothing can harm me, nothing can hurt me, I'm invincible. Right. When, where it's, I can learn on a mountaintop, mm-hmm. but I can learn more in a valley. Yeah. Because I'm more connected. Right. And, it, like, when you're, when you're on the top of things, right, like, you're not being stretched, you're not being, mm-hmm. 
there's like there's not a lot of growth that takes place up there. Right. Right. Um, but when you're in that season that's tough and hard, mm-hmm. it's those times where you learn how to overcome. You see things, and God God reveals things, and, yeah. and there's growth that happens, and you start uh, pulling from different areas that you didn't realize that, mm-hmm. that there was strength in you to do this or or to do that. And it's like, man, you see that in a lot of a lot of different seasons. And you know, I'm thinking of uh, there's a the, the song, but it's a verse. Uh, where it talks about uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never changes, right? This yeah. great is thy faithfulness. Is the, yep. the, basically, they use that, right? Um, and they're, they're new every morning, mm-hmm. new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, right? Um, when you look at, like, because a lot of people question the love of God. Right, in those valleys. In those yeah. valleys, right? And they forget the love of God on the mm-hmm. mountaintop, right? Because and, they don't uh, think that they need him there. Right, and it's amazing to me, like, in the, you know, the Grammys were just this... This week, it's amazing how many people thank God, mm-hmm. right? Yet worship something else in in the performances, right? Right? How many people? And it's like, no, 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 no. You, you forget me, you know, ninety percent of the time, and then I'm gonna you get honored yeah. by the people, and you want to thank me? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I I just to me, it's like, and I don't know people's hearts, I don't know people's motives, but man, it just it makes me wonder, mm-hmm. right? Like what. What are they thinking in those moments where you're literally worshiping something yeah. terrible? I mean, let's call it what it is. You're worshiping the devil, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're going to get an award and thank God right. after you just worshiped the de- You can't, can't live in that realm. Right. It's kind of like we were talking about the Israelites when they built the golden calf. Right. <laughs> they, they decided, well, we're going to worship. How quick, it's a, how quick we forget, Right. right. How quick we forget. And I remember preaching a messages a few years back called Forget Not, right? Yeah. Like, don't forget what God has done for you in every season of your mm-hmm. life. Don't forget right. even the hard times where God has, has taken you from. And don't forget when you've made it to the top. Don't forget right. those things. Forget not, right? Like, yeah. remember these times because it's what's going to make the next time even greater, right? Right, And it's like learning those things has, has brought us to a point now where we're like, man, we remember the highs, we remember the lows, yeah. but in all of it, we, we know that God is faithful, God is good, God is love, like, like God has brought us through. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we kind of want to encourage you guys with today is like, man, there's always these different seasons. Um, and I was, and this kind of came about, I saw a, uh, a little video um, on, I don't know what I was watching, YouTube or something, um, and it was Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not that he's uh, whatever, but he said this. He's like, uh, they were asking, like, what do you wish you, you, like, uh, you knew, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you wish you knew right. as you were coming up, as you were becoming a superstar or whatever? And uh, he, said, he says this, that he wishes he knew that this too shall pass. Yeah. Right, that this to these this moment will pass. Whether it's you're on the high like of the mountaintop, where everything is going right, your finances are good, everything's phenomenal. Like this too <laughs> shall pass. Yeah. That moment's gonna pass, yeah. right? And then, or whether you're in the low of lows, living in a hotel with your kids, and you're wondering where your next meal is gonna come from, yeah. like knowing that this this too right. shall pass, right? And it's like. Um, and I took from that, like, it's a powerful thing, but it's scriptural too, right? It's in uh, Corinthians, 
2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18, and it, it talks about troubles being temporary. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Yeah. That's right? Yep. And it's like we look at our circumstances and in the moment and what we see, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And you, people saw us in an RV right? and, and had thoughts, mm -hmm. right? But they didn't realize what was happening in the spiritual. Right. They didn't realize what was happening in the unseen realm right. of what was going on between our families, right? People look at you guys living in a hotel and question, like, why the heck did you move to Florida, right? right? Mm -hmm. And people question that from, a un from the seen perspective, like what I see with my eyes, mm -hmm. right? That looks like a terrible decision, right? right? But from the spiritual side, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and and you, we're, we've been talking about something for a couple of days, and yep. I think Brian's getting an answer right now. And uh, from the unseen eyes, what looks impossible, right? Right? God is like, mm, with spiritual eyes on, nothing's impossible. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's time after time where, that's, where it's true, where there's been phone calls of, why are you doing this? Right. You know? Um, and I think we've both experienced it where people, where people, and even my wife has said in the past, I don't want to move because I'm afraid of what people are going to say. Yeah, right. And I'm like, who cares what they say? Because they don't, ex they don't understand what we're walking through. Right. They, we, we're, they're not walking the same path we're walking. They're not walking in the shoes we're walking in. They're not going the same places we're going. Their spiritual journey, if they have one, which most of them don't, they don't. They can't understand. It's 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 kind of like what past what our pastor has said multiple times. It's going to someone that's not a believer and spewing a bunch of scripture and expecting them to understand it. Right. To them, it's just gibberish. Yeah. They don't understand. So to a non-believer, you tell them God told you to move here. There's not provision, but I'm moving here because God told me. Right. They look at you and say, "Well, I think you've been drinking the wrong Kool-Aid," <laughs> or I think maybe you need to go see into a hospital. Right. You know, um, to get checked out. Um, but it's in those times that you're like, no, this is what God's told me to do. This is his answer, not your answer. Yeah. You know, this is him, his leading, not your leading. Right. And I, and I think a lot of people have time with letting him lead. Yeah. Right. And letting him lead you through the, the mountain, letting him lead you through the, the valley, the wilderness. Like, um, a lot of people have a hard time letting that happen and play out yeah right and learning from those things i mean um, when we moved here like i said la uh, a couple weeks ago um i think i shared this where every time we've moved god's given us a word right when we moved here god's word to us was come away with me to the mountain mm. i want to speak with you yeah right if you say that to anyone right who's not a believer they're like what like they don't understand that Kind of like the Israelites, when Moses went up the mountain, he's like, I'm going to go meet with God on the mountain. Right. They're like, what are you doing? Where right. are you going? Well, while you're gone, we're going to entertain ourselves. Right. But then I, there's, so I got spoken to with a mountain thing too, where God was like, you've been at this mountain long enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time to go to a, another spot. Yeah. Right. So like God uses, uh, and that was, that's in his word, but it's like God uses things to speak to us. Yeah. And, uh, 
and many times it's a, it's a, it's in different seasons in mountaintops and and in the wilderness yeah. and it's 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 great to see that God is always there right and and recognize that uh, that whatever season you're in right now, whether it's a mountaintop, whether it's a wilderness, a valley, whatever you're going through, right, God is in the midst of that season. Um, the Bible talks about there's a time and a season for everything on earth right. as unto, unto heaven, right? So there's a time, and that's uh, Ecclesiastes, right? Um, yep. I think, yeah. And so, like, so there's a time and a season for everything. Yeah. So this, this season that you're in right now, and like uh, the, the verse we read in uh, 2 Corinthians said, this too shall pass. It's mm-hmm. the, like what people may perceive things to be um, may not be what God's doing uh, eternally. Right, and, and that's the whole thing, like you just said. In every season, in the highs, in the lows, he's still there. Well, how do you know that? Look, at, Go back to the Israelites. Uh, pillar and cloud, providing manna. Right. Being with them when the when the armies came against them, right? In the valley, in that situation, God's there. Why? Because says, "I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you." It doesn't mean it doesn't say, "I will never leave you on the on the mountains top." Right. I, no, it says, "I will never leave you nor forsake you wherever you are in right. that season." If you're in the valley, you're in. You feel alone. You're not alone. He's there in the mm-hmm. valley. You just need to look for him. Right. And I think. You know, Bible talks about like Moses asking, "Hey, if you don't go with us, right, right, we won't you know, go. We don't. We don't want to go." And God's right. like, "No, I'll, I'm with you, right? I'll go before you, right?" right. And uh, and so like we have to recognize like God is paving the way ahead of us and with us, um, you know. And in our lives now, we 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 represent Christ. We have uh-huh. this Christ inside of us, right? right? So God never leaves us, right. you know, because He's. He's within us, right? Yeah. And so if we can just attach that to our lives now and be like, man, no matter what season I'm going through, I know thou art with me. Oh, yeah. God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> though, you, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right. you're with me. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Like, you're, you're right here. He's right. right here, right? The shepherd is inside of you. Right, because I don't know if you know this, but when he writ- wrote that and he talks about the pasture, right? Right. There's a section in Israel, and I know we're going off, off a little bit. That's what we there's do around a, here. There's a patch in a valley right. in Israel. There's desert all around it, but there's a little patch of grass that has trees on it. Green is green. And David's overlooking it when he's writing this. Right. And he's saying, even though I walk through the valley, I know you're still there. Right. Right. And even though I know that there's circumstances going on, you're still there, mm-hmm. right? Because you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You know, um, talking about, you know, you're a good shepherd, ta- talking about that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that in a wilderness, in the middle of Israel right now, there's a patch of green grass where you can go and you can relax in mm-hmm. the shade. And it's the presence of God. <clears throat> even in the midst of the wilderness, right? Yep. He's always there. So, and I, I think that's your encouragement today. Like, no matter what, what it is you're going through, no matter what season you're in, um, no matter what uh, in time, there's a time and a season, right? Uh, whatever, no matter what time you're in, uh, that God is with you. Uh, and we want to encourage you with that today. That uh, look at you, though your circumstances may look to the outsider that it's crazy, 
Um, yeah. We know that it's temporary, right? That it's about to change. Um, and what's happening internally um, and spiritually is eternal. That growth that's taking place in you because of the circumstances that you're in, that wilderness season that you're in, the stretching that's taking place in your life because you have to, you're in this season. Or you're in that great season where God is just faithful and you're in this high and everything is so good because of the faithfulness of God. Yes, right? He's in that season too, but he's also in that season of, I'm not even feeling God right now. Right. Right? And you might be in that place where God is like, ah, you know, things are just what they are, right? right. The mundane, the, the normal, right? God is in those seasons too. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and that season... And that's the ones you have to be careful of with those seasons when you're like, I don't feel him. Right. So what have I done wrong? Who said you did anything wrong? Right. Press just, in. Right. Press in harder. Yeah. Seek. Find, seek. Knock. Right. Right? Go into your prayer closet. Go into those quiet times and say, Lord, I don't feel you. I know you're still here. Right. What is it that I'm missing? What is it that you want to speak yeah, to me about? It's good. Where did you want to take me? It's good. Where, what are you about to show me? What are you about to bring me into? Right. What do I need to prepare myself for? Yeah. You know? It's good. Because it's those communication times where we might miss what he's trying to say because we just hang up the phone. Yeah, quickly. it's good. I just thought of this like a uh, little analogy, but uh, I played basketball a lot growing up. And like when uh, and one of my teams we played, uh, when things were getting mundane, mm -hmm. right, my coach would call for the press, mm -hmm. right? And what's the press, right? That means that from whenever our, our opponent was throwing in the ball, mm -hmm. we were on the ball. So we played defense from end yeah. to end, right? And it was like we were on the ball. We were pressing in to the situation because we were trying to change the momentum yeah. of the game, right? And so a lot of times when things are getting mundane, things are getting slow, things are, you know, maybe you're, you're almost feeling defeated mm -hmm. in that moment, it's time to press in, put the press on, right? Yeah. And, and try and change the circumstance, try and change the momentum of the game, try and steal like back what the enemy was trying to take, yeah. right? And uh, just a great analogy on how you can press in to what God is doing in every season, whether it's a high, whether it's a low, whether it's in that middle season. Uh, that once you you put on that press, right? You mm -hmm. press into God. He He says, "Draw near to me; I will draw near to you." Right? right? These are the promises that we want to give up our joy. Right. Well. It's a choice to give up your joy. It's good. It's something, something you lay down and relinquish. Even in the wilderness, you can still have joy. Right. You can still be joyful. Well, I'm going through a situation. Well, it's your choice if you want to have joy. It's your choice if you want, if you want to rejoice. It's your choice if you want to praise. Why? Because in Scripture, God always puts those things as a verb as an action, as something that you have to do. Right. You have to pick it up and make a choice to do it. You don't, it doesn't just fall on you. Yeah. The spirit of praise, the spirit of joy doesn't just, oh, it doesn't just fall on you. No, it's a choice to walk in that when you're in the wilderness. Mm. And to remember to stay in that yep. when you're on the valley top. Sorry, when you're in the mountaintop, right? So even when you're in the mountaintop, you still thank God for his provision. Mm -hmm. You still thank God for his faithfulness. You still thank him because guess what? At any point you could go back into the wilderness, Good. but you still have to be exercising it yeah. in both places. Yeah. And so let us encourage you with this today. When life is good, 
he's with you. When life is bad, he's with you. When life is just okay, he's with you. No matter what season you're in, God is with you. What determines your outcome is your expectation and what you're pressing into. So in uh, mountaintop, press into God. Press into him even more and, and re- recognize and give him praise for all he's done. In the valley, press into God. Yeah. Give him praise for what you're learning in that season. Press into that time and say, man, I, I, I want to recognize and see what you're doing in this season. Because though it may look terrible, it's temporary, and God is moving in that season. Yeah. And if you're in that mundane season, it's just a moment, and then God can switch it and give you that mountaintop right back. But it's what you do in that mundane time that matters. So make sure you're staying connected, staying pressed in to what God is doing so that you can move towards an amazing time with God because God is moving in every season. Though it may not look it, he's moving, and God is moving right now in your life, and I believe that. Why don't you pray us out this morning as we uh, encourage the people? God, we just pray right now, Lord that as these people listen to this, Lord, that they would be encouraged, Lord, that in every season of life, Lord, you are present. God, that you are there. Lord, that you are with them, that, Lord, that you are uh, beside them, God, that when they feel as though they are in that wilderness experience, God, and they feel the struggle, Lord, that they would press into you, God, knowing, God, that that you're there, that you're going to bring them through, God, that you are teaching them something in this season, God. And when people come against them, Lord, that you can say, my God is greater. He's bringing me through this to teach me something so that I come out as gold on the other side. Mm. God, I pray as those that are on the mountaintop and experiencing the goodness of God, that they would not forget your faithfulness, that they would not forget those wilderness times. God, that they would not forget uh, those times spent in the wilderness where they had to choose joy, where they had to choose praise. And that they, God, that they would remember your faithful hand upon their life, God. That you would show them, God, your faithfulness. I pray, God, for those that are struggling and feel alone in their wilderness Mm. season, God. For those that feel like, God, this wilderness isn't going to end. I pray, God, that they would grab a hold of the altar, God, and say, I'm not going to leave, Lord. I'm not going to give up in this wilderness season, but I'm going to press into you. I'm going to press in more than I have in the past because I know that in some that in the due season that at the right time that at the suddenly you're going to bring me out of that Thank season you, and into that mountaintop experience but it's not by my feelings but it's by your power that you'll bring it through us I pray God that you would speak to the hearts of the people this morning and to those that will watch in the future God that they would be encouraged that in the wilderness it isn't a place of I'm just stuck, but it'd be a place of growth and learning and faithfulness and Mm. seeing your hand, God, and saying, Lord, what do you want to teach me? Where do you want to bring me? And what do you want to show me, God? I pray, Lord, over over their lives, Lord, that you would bless their lives and help them to be encouraged every day, God, that they are not alone and that joy is a choice and we have the choice and we choose to pick it up in every circumstance, and in every situation. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, as uh, Well, we may not. Somebody will be here yeah. to give you a Tuesday morning encouragement. So we'll see you guys next time.